You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You're listening to The Noble and Roosh Show, brought to you by Ball Is Life and Dash Radio. Welcome back to another episode of The Noble and Roosh Show, hosted by Ball Is Life. I'm your host, Roosh Williams, with my co-host, Zach Noble. And today, we have Trey Murphy from Virginia in the building, draft prospect, straight out of Los Angeles today. Trey, how you living? Good. I'm good. Just finished my Clippers workout. Went really well. And, you know, I appreciate y'all having me on the show. Hey, thanks for thanks for coming on, man. Clippers workout. Let's dive right in. How'd that go? What'd you do? Uh, It was a master class, I would say. I was shooting shooting the ball at a pretty high level today. I was very, very proud of myself. I defended the ball really well, too. And we had some good guys in there, too. So overall, really good day. Really good day. That's what I'm talking about. Take us through one of those workouts then, like from the moment you walk in there to the moment you leave. Well, every team's a little different and, yeah. uh, you know, you'll get there and sometimes they'll do measurements and medicals, medicals and stuff like that. You'll meet with the medical staff and that strength and conditioning staff as well. But I mean, overall, you're just going to warm up and, you know, do their testing. Some teams, they do a lot. Some teams, they do very minimal amount. And after that, they'll get, you'll get with like the assistant coaches and they'll run you through and everybody says the same thing. They're like, even if you're not playing well, just compete, play hard, you know, play defense and just have a lot of energy. And I've been grateful. Like every one of my workouts has been super high energy and super, and like a lot of fun to be in. And then um, we'll go into, you know, just warm up stuff, daily vitamins and things like that. Real quick. When you, when you mentioned testing, like initial testing, you talking medical testing or what? They'll do some medical testing as well. They're like measure your range of motion and all that stuff. They, a lot of teams just try to get like a baseline of where you are. So like, if you do get drafted by them, they'll know what they're working with. So you've been uh, growing your hair out a little bit. I mean, I, get those extra interests or what are we talking? Nah, I, I try, but they put the ruler down like straight to my noggin. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're not giving me nothing, anything. So it's, it's tough. There's, they're not letting the hair go through, but, um, yeah, they'll do the different combine tests and things like that. But then we get to our daily vitamins. Like that could be shot prep, ball handling, finishing. A lot of times, like at the beginning, they want to see you get like a little athletic. And so backdoor cuts and stuff like that, I'm trying to tear the rim down, you know, do some 360, oh, yeah. get real high. And then after that really is either one-on-one, three-on-three. And you do that for a little while. Then it's a shooting uh, drill at the end. And really every workout is about the same. <laughs> Fair enough. So you ended, I'm assuming you ended it strong, shooting yeah. the rock. 
Yeah. How many how many attempts did they have to do? Like a hundred or a hundred. And it's like a bunch of different like off the off the dribble stuff, off the move, catch and shoot. And it was like I got seventy five out of hundred. That was gonna be my question. Love to hear it. Yeah, yeah damn, seventy five catch and shoot or what? Mix or what? Like oh, off man. the move, off the dribble, catch and shoot stuff as well. I mean there's a lot of different movement shots as well. And do you have a pretty in-depth interview with each person after that or each team? I talk uh, normally like what will happen. I'll either get dinner with them the night before. And that's been like on most of my, <clears throat> most of my visits or, you know, after the workout, I'll talk to whoever is in the front office. And so it's, it's really nice. And really the interview process isn't much for me. I mean, it's just talking to people and I, feel sure. like I, do, I do that pretty well. So good. Good. That's, that's important. I mean, it's going to get more important as things go. I got to ask, what's the weirdest question you've been asked? Like, really need to know that? Really, they've all been kind of like standard questions. But the one that stuck out the most was in Chicago. And uh, somebody asked me, if you blew out your knee today, like, what would you do with your life? I'm like, yo. <laughs> My God. Literally, like everybody, everybody in the room was like silent, and then, like they just started knocking on the table, like to make, like, and we were like, "Yo, like, you could have asked it a different way and got the same result." But you know, I, I try to answer it with grace. And I how was did like, you answer I, it? I was like, um, I took a little minute because <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. But I was just like, I mean, I would love to work with people, and you know, I'm, I'm gonna work on. I'll probably finish my degree at Virginia, and that's a pretty good degree, I would say. So. I'll be able to find a job somewhere. You know, I mean, you blow out your knee. It's a different, it's, it's 2021. You could rehab that in 12 months probably and be back. So that's just a weird question. Weird no, question. Terrible question. Yeah, yeah, terrible question. But I, question. I like it. I like it. <laughs> but um, let me switch gears for a second, man. So I wanted to talk about your first couple years in college. Uh, Rice. How did you end up at Rice? What'd you think about Rice? What'd you think about Houston? Kind of curious to hear a little bit about that. So I've always been a late bloomer and I, uh, yeah, you grew a lot. <laughs> I've grown a lot in the past couple of, like past couple of years. And baby face, man. Yeah, no, I'm still a baby. Like they say, I, there's some people that say I'm old because I'm 21. I'm like, do you see me? Like, I don't even look 21. <laughs> like, like I'm gonna get carded if I try to go somewhere. I'm like, bro, I'm probably 21. Hey, I got a few years on you and I feel like a baby. So we're good. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, basically, uh, I, when I was getting recruited, so that summer going into my senior year, I was around like six, three, six, four, and probably like 160 pounds. Damn. And so that's a small child. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not, I, I got six offers at the time. And really, I don't think I was overlooked. I just think that was just where I was at that time. But I mean, Rice was a great option for me at the time. And I, I really wanted to get a degree there. And yeah, I love the coach as well. And so it was just, like trying to make the best decision for my future. So when that growth spurt come in? It was all throughout high school and then a little bit throughout college as well. Like I went into high school about five, eight <laughs> and yeah, yeah, five, eight <laughs> and then left around six, five. And now I'm That's like, wild. you, you hit some of that. <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, you hit some of that at rice, like before going to Virginia, right? No, I did. No, I did. I was, yeah, I was 55 <laughs> when I got to Rice. Now I'm about six nine. Now. So, were you a point guard? I mean, did you play a lot of guard at Rice? I mean, and I was a strictly two, but I mean, and then I started getting a little bit bigger, and I think I grew during the season. And they were like, uh, "We might be able to put him at the four. And so, like, 
I'll play some small ball for a little bit. Very small. I, I get um I get some Cam Johnson vibes. You know, like a like a stretch kind of small four, not like a full power forward, but you get what I'm saying. You got the height, six nine. You can shoot it. Um, and the reason I ask about Rice specifically is because I am from Houston, and so that's why I was curious. I was okay. wondering, did you did you enjoy your time there? Too hot, too humid. Oh, Houston as a city. Yeah, not great. <laughs> <laughs> why? Yeah, not great. I mean, I didn't have a car, so like I was literally stuck on campus the entire time. The times like I got a car probably February of my sophomore year, and you know the pandemic hit in March, so I had a car for all of like three weeks or something like that on campus. Wow. Okay. And so it wasn't. I didn't really get to experience much of Houston, but and, so, and no, it was entirely too hot. So for people that don't know, Rice is like tucked away in like a portion of Houston. Houston spread out. So if you don't have a car, you're stuck. Definitely stuck. So why Virginia? Yeah. What were you saying? I said, so why Virginia? Why, like, what made you want to go trans? Obviously, you wanted to transfer maybe a better opportunity, a higher profile school, but why Virginia? Really, I went to college. I went to the transfer portal knowing what I wanted. I wanted to make sure I was going to be a part of a good staff and a good group of guys. And I wanted to play defense at a higher level. When I was at Rice, well, really, uh, for the my entire life leading up to Virginia, I did not play defense. Like I look at defense. So I, I was like, literally, if I want to become a better NBA prospect, I got to become a better defender. And I said to myself, the best school to do that is at Virginia. And then growing up in North Carolina, it's hard to pass up on ACC. It, it truly is being able to play against those schools that you were watching in elementary school when they brought out the little TV. And so like, it's, it's hard. It's hard to go against that. So I appreciate the awareness and that you can admit that it's pretty awesome. Uh, were you looking at other schools or what was the competition um, to, against Virginia Lake? My top your three was Villanova, Virginia, Houston, and Pitt. Okay. And uh, I really like those schools as well. Coach Sampson at Houston, I, I loved him. He was a really, he's a really good guy. And I appreciated him a lot throughout the process, but I don't think I could have stayed in Houston. That would have been a little tough to do especially with that being the rival school. <laughs> yeah, they want, to, they want to like that. And then uh, Pitt also with Coach Cable, good guys, and uh, really were supportive throughout the whole process for me. And then when it was Villanova and Virginia, it, that's a tough decision because they're both right answers. And so like, every time I will talk to somebody, they were like, dang, I, I feel bad for you because you can't go wrong with either choice. So it's really just trying to find a happy medium that I, I wanted in school. So you get to Virginia. Um, if I'm not, off the bench, if I'm not mistaken, I think you had 13 a game in your last year, your sophomore year at Rice, um, shooting. I think you shot like around seven threes a game, 36, 37 percent, good percentage on good volume. Um, then you get to Virginia. It looked like your your shot attempts decrease, and I was going to ask like, what went in? Like, was that a conscious thing that you were? You know, was that your decision? Was it a team decision? Because your percentage shot through the roof. I think you shot 40 plus, 42, 43 on about four or five attempts per game. But like, what, what was that adjustment like? Kind of taking a smaller role, um, but still, you know, shooting the ball very well. Yeah, I mean, one, you got to look at the different styles as well. Like at Rice, we play really fast paced. A lot of our games in the 80s and you're going to get more possession. So like, once you get more possession, you're able to get up more shots. With Coach Bennett, like we like to play at a slower pace and we get less possessions. Then like we're gonna take the best shot as available. 
And so I, and I understood what I was going to, what I was going into when I went to Virginia, I wasn't going there so I could score 80 points right in transition. That's, that's just foolish. If you think I was going to go there, for that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I just wanted to make sure I was very unselfish team player taking the best shots that I could. So yeah. How, how does that work? Like do you think, offensively Virginia really prepares you for the NBA at a high level or how, how so like the half court side of it. Um, I know defensively, obviously you improved a lot and their defenses are elite, obviously. So offensively, how do they prepare you for the NBA? I truly think it prepares you because like you have to play a role like that when you first get into the NBA, like I'm not going to be coming off of ball screens, like at a high volume, I'm not going to have the ball in my hands a ton. And so really when I get to the NBA, my job is going to be to stand in the corner, look pretty and shoot threes. That's going to be, that's going to be the thing I have to do at a high level. And then my role will expand. And then plus coach Bennett, he's, he's a master with the jump shot as well. He's, he really shoots the ball at a high level and he, you know, had different vitamins for us and different little techniques that we used to work on before practice. So we got our jump shots a lot better. And so I think really Virginia like, Specialism with that program helps you become a better uh, player in the NBA. When you say vitamins, you're not talking about like pills. You're talking no, about not the multigrain. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is what is all these your terminology? Just... In your terminology, what are vitamins? I've never <laughs> heard that term. It's the little things. So we'll get up to you know like the block area and around like the rim. You'll get your form shooting in. You know your balance shooting. You'll we'll go into our. There's this thing that we actually do. It's like shot grooving. We're on the side of the, like the basket is right here. You're like at the corner, but you're like like three steps away from the basket. And you're just shooting the ball and trying to hit the side of the backboard and have it come back to you. So it's just like having your shot line just online, like coming back to you, making sure you really like have everything in sync. And so those are like some of the things we would do. There's different footwork things that we would do for catch and shoot and all that. And really just trying to speed up our jump shot and just get reps. So you initially came off the bench there. Um, what, I mean, what were the expectations going in? And then obviously your p- performance is what boosted you to the starting lineup. But how did that transfer of uh, power to the starting lineup all work between you and Tony Bennett? Because after that day, I mean, you just took off and became a prospect like that. Well, I was supposed to red shirt this year. I, I literally went into all my meetings like, all right, what is the red shirt like? I'm not. Planning, I told people like I'm not wow. budging on it or anything, and I wanted to get stronger and become bigger, and then like that next year just dominate and go on about my business. And I mean, I got to practice, and I was like one of the best players on the team, and I was like, well, <laughs> shoot, now I got now I got to play. And so, really, I it just went in stride, and I feel like I tried to just stay in the moment the entire time, never try to just like look too far in the future. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to play because we submitted a waiver in like uh, September, like late September. And it didn't get approved until the night before the game. Literally, we're at dinner and uh, Coach Bennett pulls me to the side. I was like, they approved your waiver. And I'm just like, just feel like a relief because I'm just going through all the practices. Um, I traveled to the game and I was like, I'm traveling. I don't even know if I'm going to play. And so... <laughs> It's, it's just weird, and, uh, you know, I got in the game, and I, I did my thing the first game, I will say that. I was, it was a lot of fun playing with that team. So before we shift gears and get to NBA talk, um, I just kind of wanted to ask, what 
what are you going to miss the most about college, the college experience, college basketball, all of that? Really just the team camaraderie. I mean, I feel like it's going to be a lot different. I mean, the NBA is, is different. You're dealing with grown men that have children and stuff like that. They're not going to be like around sitting in the locker room. I don't think just like, you know, doing little stuff like having rap battles or wrestling with each other. Like that's, it's like the little things like that. that I really enjoyed about college. Like, my team in Virginia, that was one of the closest teams I've ever been a part of. And I loved every single one of those guys. And there was no clicks in there. It was just like all of us were just really connected. And, I mean, that has to do with Coach Bennett because he only recruits those type of guys that are you know good people and high-character people. And so I really enjoyed that a lot. I enjoyed my time at Rice as well. I feel like it was super important for my development. And really just the overall just being a kid and just having fun with my teammates. Hey, the Bucks are still wrestling in the hallway. I mean, they're still getting out of Brooke Lopez and Giannis are body slamming each other in the hallway. It's they're, awesome. doing, they're doing some other stuff. I ain't trying to be a part of that type of wrestling. <laughs> That's wild in there. So at what point in the season this year did you realize, like, this is real? Like, I got a chance at the league this year. Like, I'm thinking about leaving. Really, it was probably after my first Syracuse game. I had, like, 16 and 8, and I – I think I had like three blocks, two steals. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I, I probably helped myself a little bit. And, you know, I started seeing <laughs> like a little bit of buzz. There's like a few tweets that were like draft sleeper for 2021. And I was like, 2021. Ooh. Like, that's this year. <laughs> like, and but, like, I never tried to look too far into the future because, you know, I try to stay in the moment and focus on the season and winning. And so that was, that's when I started to realize like it could be a possibility for. So draft sleeper for 2021, I've seen your name projected late lotto, mid to late first round. That's what I've seen. Um, A, how do you feel about that? And B, do you look at the teams that could potentially draft you? Do you have like somewhere, like you said, when you, en- when you entered the transfer portal, you know, you had some places that you knew you wanted to go uh, kind of tied to your childhood growing up around the ACC. Is there something similar with the NBA? Like you're like, oh, I hope they they pick me or this situation, this offense would be good for me or I want to play with this guy, anything like that? I don't like, in all honesty, like the mock drafts are cool and all. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of recognition. But at the end of the day, ESPN isn't drafting me, CBS isn't drafting me or Bleacher Report. So it's literally just like almost trivial at that point because if you look at Cam Johnson, I know for sure not a single person had him at 10. Or, or 11 on their mock drafts right. so it doesn't it doesn't really matter but i mean yeah i would love to play with a team that is able to space the floor and really believes in me that's the most important thing for me is having to be on a team that really believes in me because being drafted is a goal of mine yes but the ultimate goal is to play for 15 years that's that's all that matters so outside of spacing obviously you're going to tell teams you can fit anywhere anytime Anyhow, yeah, we get that. And I think your game transfers, I mean, shooters are needed everywhere, of course. And spacing is everything for your game, it sounds like. But what else? Describe yourself as a player. Um, describe, like, the in the fantasy island, what the perfect absolute fit for your game right now would be. Really, I feel like I could do almost anything on the court. I feel like my really strong suits is... I defend at a high level and I shoot the ball at a high level. And then I feel like I'm a high IQ player. And I feel like that's something that is like the, like the, the edge that I have is that I really study the game. I'm a real student of the game. And I really enjoy just like 
everything about basketball. So I always try to get that competitive edge on the IQ side. But I feel like I also have a little bit of creativity with my great my game. I'm a pretty good athlete and I attack closeouts pretty well and make the right decisions. I just feel like you can plug me in anywhere and I'll be able to be a plus on your team. Love it. Love it. So what for you realistically and also ideally, what do you see yourself becoming first year, fifth year? Like what do you you know, obviously rookies may not get a chance depending on who picks you, depending on the roster you're on, whatever. It might take a minute. But once you start to realize your full potential, like who do you what do you see yourself becoming? What kind of player? Obviously you're three and D. Um, are you just gonna nail that down and make sure you do that extremely well? Are you trying to expand, like create a little more? What type what types of things? Come on, man. Do you know what you're gonna be in five years, ten years? Oh, I, <laughs> come on, Roosh. <laughs> what if you blow your knee? No. Yeah, please no. <laughs> please, please no more of that. But no, I mean, first year, I mean, I have like a goal. Like I want to play and I want to make sure I grow and like develop. I don't, I'm not going to say, yeah, I want to be an all-star my first year or anything like that. Because like, you just don't know what can happen. I mean, I know by year five or by my second contract, I want to be in the all-star conversation. That's a realistic goal for me. I feel like I can really expand my game. And I mean, when I first get to the league, I'm going to have the 3 and D role. That's just going to be the role I'm going to have because I have to earn, like, trust in my coach and I'll get more opportunities, more leash, do more things with the ball. But I, in all honesty, I, I feel like I could be an all-star. I truly do. The only mindset you can have is just it's unlimited, untapped. You believe in everything you can do. Uh, but let me ask you this. I mean, there's a lot of smoke, and I believe you're in the conversation. Best shooter in the draft. I think you're up there. Uh, I'd put you top five, top seven for sure, but uh, you're, you're higher for me. So why are you the best shooter in the draft, though? I mean, there's only one player to shoot 50-40-90 in NCAA, and you might be talking to him right now. Uh, you might be, but... Like, you got to double-check that. Yeah, I, I think, that Zach, I, what is he? I think you're the one of, like, 10 ever, something Number like that? Number 11 this year. Number yeah. 11. Wow. Yeah, and so, like, I... If like I don't I don't have to say much. I mean, just get me in your gym, and I promise you, I'll show you why I'm the best shooter in the draft. So it's it's something that I have a lot of pride in, and I work on a lot. Fair, fair. I can take that. So who's the toughest guy you had to guard in college? In college, in all honesty, and this was when I didn't play defense, so I don't know how. <laughs> like it's like a little relative, but there was a. There's a guy at La Tech named Daquan Brace, and he was 5'10", maybe? Probably like 195 pounds and quick as light. Oh, my goodness. One of the craziest crossovers I've ever seen. Like, he was one of the toughest people I guarded. But then, like, for like the ACC, I would say David Johnson was probably like, the toughest person I guarded this year in the ACC. And uh, he was a strong physical guard. He's really crafty with the ball, and he has a respectable jump shot. So you have to play him really honest. And I can't play the hands game with him because he's very, very active with his whole arm. And so you get stuck right there. Got you. So growing up, shaping your game, what are some guys, who are some guys uh, that you watched, you know, that you kind of aspired to be and that you think you've kind of molded yourself into? Yeah, uh, I would say, like, the first person was Kobe. I mean, Kobe was my idol. I loved him. I loved him. And this, I was actually the last day I cried. And it was just like, might be mine too. Might be mine too. Yeah. 
his approach to the game, his footwork, his intelligence, just the way he carried himself was something I always wanted to emulate. But then as I got older, I like started to look at people that I feel like I fit the range and fit the mold to. And so I look at a lot of KD, Paul George, Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum, like the long rangy wings that are handling the ball and shooting. And those are the, those are the ones I really look at a lot. You know, Kobe, Kobe's passing is one of those things that I'll, like, I'll always remember where I was. You know what I mean? Do you remember? I do. Like to a yeah. T. Yeah, to a T. It was a Sunday and I was eating breakfast, watching, I don't know, something on Netflix probably. And my roommate Rice, my mom calls me and was like, Trey, like Kobe died. And I was like, Mom, like, don't don't play on me like that, because like uh, this is not the time right now. And she was like, No, it's like for real. Like it was on TMZ. And in my head, when I heard it was on TMZ, I knew it was real, but I was just like Maybe TMZ messed up. Like I don't, I don't want to hear that. And then, like twenty minutes later, I got the ESPN ticker on my phone, and I just just laid there in my room. And then we had study hall around like two o'clock. I went to study hall, and they said that Gigi also died. And I just broke down, like in my little study hall room. It was tough, man. That was that was such a wild day. And it was yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. You say TMZ <clears throat> like made it real for you because it was. You're right. It was a Sunday. Uh, I have a Sunday like pickup basketball game before covid hopefully it'll resume here soon but um out in pasadena at caltech university and i was rolling up i was walking into the gym same thing looked at my phone i saw twitter and i saw everyone saying oh my god no kobe 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 and i was like what happened to kobe and then i saw the tmz tweet and i was like oh my god mm-hmm. and we rolled in and like you know everyone's shooting around no one had heard and i was like guys you know put my phone up and everyone's just like whoa crazy moment man crazy moment so so you modeled yourself after Kobe, obviously, Tatum, KD, Paul George, like the 6'9 and above, um, long rangy wings. I like that. I can see that. Very yeah. cool. That's funny because I you took Cam Johnson out of my mouth too, but I can't wait to see the rest of your game. You know, it's talking about these other guys that you're modeling it after and that you can see in yourself. I mean, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I mean, you got the you got the body and the movement to do it. Um, just, I didn't necessarily see a ton of it at Virginia, obviously. No, that's fine. And that's what all these teams have said. And then like in the workout, they're like, Oh wow. We, we didn't know you had that in there. So it's, it's fine. I actually like that. They think I can't dribble. So then when I go in and show them just some minimal stuff, they're like, Oh wow. Like, okay. He has a little, he has a little something to him. It's a tactic. You know, you hide, you hide the goods and then they see it. And all of a sudden you start shooting up the draft board. It's unfortunate to hear. You didn't like Houston because Houston has pick 23 and pick 24. So there's no, a chance. No, 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 no. If I'm playing, <laughs> if I'm playing for Houston, I promise y'all love it. <laughs> I can promise y'all love it. So, yo, off the court, man, like, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you like to do? What are some things in the NBA off the court that you're looking forward to just like being a human being? I mean, the free time is something like I'm starting to realize now. Like, you actually have like a lot of free time. Uh-huh. And I'm an only child, so like I, I, I like do well with free time. I would say, and I find ways to like entertain myself. But you know, I'm really looking forward to like the card games. I'm a, I'm a big cards guy, and hopefully, I'm gonna move to the JV table or Bure at first because I can't be playing in the the second contract because <laughs> I don't have second contract money. And so I'm really excited for those games because I, I learned playing at Virginia, and uh, we we played a lot of Bure. Man. I- We'll see if uh, if Charlotte drafts you because we just had Bismack Biombo on the show, 
And he was telling us about when he was a rookie and Michael Jordan was betting him thousand dollars to make like seven free throws or whatever. So you might if you you could find yourself in a card game with MJ with uh, a, a contract on the line. The same, hopefully he would give me the same deal. I would, I would definitely. <laughs> Yeah, Bismack and you, our percentages, I think, are a little different there. Just a little bit. So it kind of, I definitely went back to that conversation with him when you brought up the age gaps and the differences in the locker room. But uh, he was uncertain when he was going to meet Lamelo, and I mean those those younger guys. Like, I mean, the dude's only twenty eight years old, but he's been in the league nine years already. So their difference, I mean. It's it's night and day what they've seen in their lives and what they've accomplished and done. Uh, but him and Lamelo, he claims have a great relationship and he gets along with them well on and off the court. So, I mean, yeah, you learn to adapt. And I mean, I wouldn't be too intimidated by these older dudes by any means. You just got to go at them, take yeah. all their take all their money and cards. <laughs> and now, uh, I mean, Lamelo gets them the ball too. So I'm sure yeah, exactly. happy about that. So are you a uh, are you a gamer like video gamer music movies like yeah there's a lot of different stuff I like to get into I mean I'm starting to get a little bit more into fashion I mean I didn't have the funds to do that in college as much so like I definitely want to do a little bit more with that piece uh, I haven't played I haven't used my video game I can't lie since I've been in Miami I've been pretty locked in I just stayed away from my video game for a while but. I'm going to get back into that, too. love playing Xbox with my guys. And uh, I listen to a lot of music, too. Music is really, really big. Like who? Like What's right now. pregame I'm, music? Oh, pregame music? Yeah. It really depends on the time. But, like, during the season, I would have a specific. specific depends if you're playing North Carolina Rice? Or what no. We no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not like that. But I literally, so, like, during my showers, I would take a shower, like, a good, like a good, like few hours before the game, and like while I'm in the shower, I'm listening to Lil Uzi, like just getting in my mood, like listening to like all that, all that good stuff to put me in a good mood, and like leading up to the game, getting stretched out, I'm listening to like Meek Mill or like just my tempo rap stuff, like a little bit more like hardcore like type of stuff, just to get me in that zone. And uh, but now I've been listening to G Herbo. I listen to a lot of J Cole, you know, North Carolina. I gotta support him. Yes, sir. I wouldn't be let back in North Carolina if I didn't support him. So I, so it's all mandatory. And uh, big Drake guy. I mean, I understand like everybody might be like, oh, like you just want to listen to the popular guy, but Drake is great. You gotta understand. I like his music. Future, uh, Lil Dirt, Lil Baby. Just a bunch of different guys. I have a wide range, and I mean, I listen to the R and B as well. I mix it up a lot. R and B like who? I listen to old R&B. I listen to a lot of Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole's my girl. I can't lie to you. I like Keisha okay. Cole. Okay. Uh, I would listen to this West Coast artist named Blast, too. Very good. Very good. I'm and learning some spell stuff. B-L-X-S-T. Blast. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Blast with the X's and A's. Zach, we're old. Yes, That's sorry. how it goes. Uh, <laughs> okay. Really? Say that one more time. B? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was saying. I was just saying, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it was blast. No, was, they, they call them blast. It's not. Blast. It's blast, but like the X is the A. It's like uh, God, it's kind of like how ASAP, like ASAP Rocky, does like the V is the A. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, just a, yeah, just a little thing. I'm All right, man. So, and my last question: uh, You said y'all be y'all were rapping in the locker room. Does that include you? No. Don't good, lie. Good choice. Good. Roosh is just wanted to battle oh, you out right now. He's ready to go. But here's the thing, though. AJ Lawson in our pre-draft house, 
like he like he was always he's always rapping literally like if you see him he's gonna be saying his like he has a song and he says his one quote every single time for him around what's that quote i can't say it come on <laughs> no i cannot say it. this is a, <laughs> this is a pg show i can't be hey are you it's not you can say whatever you this want ball, you, is life, um, dude. Hey, hey, ball is life <laughs> are you in the same house with uh io uh he's in the same pre-draft but he's in a park where like, I'm in that okay so we okay, it's like cool. they got there first so because when you said miami it, it didn't click obviously you're in la for the clippers workout but it didn't click to me that you were in the same kind of situation because we had io on the show i don't know three weeks ago something like that okay. yeah. yeah well Love cool this, zach yeah. anything uh, you want to take us out with ride it out with yep two quick and easy questions so who's got the best fashion or shoes in the league in your estimation right now i mean it's almost like who's whose style you like i mean you, you almost have to say pj tucker for the most shoes and all that because like he has shoes like i haven't even seen before it's just like like i even have those he wore the Giannis before Giannis. Like that just shows you like the type of sneaker. He's got he his, his sneaker plug even has, I think MJ and I'm pretty sure MJ and definitely Carmelo questioning. Like, how did you even get those? That's I, I saw too. Like, I would assume so too. Yeah. But I mean, I like, I like what he rocks. Uh, Shay. What about clothes? Clothes. I like the way Shay, Shay dresses. Um, Shay Gilgis. Yes. And then Booker too. He has that old school type of. He does. Uh, it's real smooth. His cars are sick. Cars I love, are real smooth. I love him pulling up in those little old school whatever. It's beautiful. My favorite one was that black one, though. The, the all black one with the black rims. I forgot mm. what it was called, but that's, that one was super sweet to me. I like that one. I'm not going to get it. I don't have to punch with that, but <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, Suns fans, I bet his, his whole little thing pulling up with the cars, is, is, if they win it, is going to be like a memorable, like, yo, that shit was awesome kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Zach, last question. You said you had one more? Last question. Going to dinner, you get to pick three people in the entire world or mankind to sit down to have dinner with. Who are they? Dead or alive? Dead or alive. Okay, both. Either All right. or. All right. So, Martin Luther King. Okay. Um, Kobe. You got to have one alive. You got to have I, one alive. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. <laughs> Kobe. Okay. I will expand this. You can have two more, not just yeah, one. Two you gotta more. have two alive now. Okay, two alive. Let's see. Hmm. That'd be a heavenly dinner right now, though. For real, that's a great dinner. Uh, probably. Oh. Hmm. Probably Jeff Bezos. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Jeff Bezos. And and probably Jay Z. There we go. <laughs> it was, was one of I the was, names circulating. I was jokingly going to say that because I'm sure you've seen the thing on Twitter where people are like, "Dinner yeah. with Jay Z." Yeah. <laughs> they were like, would, I rather, "Would you rather have like five million dollars or exactly dinner exactly. with Jay Z?" He gonna teach me how to make five million dollars and find a way to flip it. Like, come on, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. You know, but the, of the, world. But the so answer is like, you got to. You got to take the five million and then use some of that five million to have dinner with Jay Z. So you already have money to start up with, and then you know. But, but I didn't want to plant the seed. I just wanted to see if that's where you went with it. So that's yeah, awesome. I seen it. I seen it on Twitter. I, I know where you were coming from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Well, yo, Trey, thank you for uh, taking the time to sit and chat with us, man. We appreciate it. We will definitely be monitoring, you know, you, your career, seeing what's going on. We wish you the best, and hopefully on draft night you get some good news and 
you know, maybe the Rockets will take you. We'll see. So, um, right. but yeah, man. I'd prefer you in Minnesota, to be honest, but we do appreciate you coming on. It was a blast, Trey, and best of luck with this process, and hopefully you land in a spot that gets you on the court sooner than later. Anything you want to plug before we uh, dip out? No, nah, I mean, shout out to my parents. I'll say that. <laughs> I love so, my mom. That's, love love that's incredible. I appreciate you go. y'all. Yeah, shout so. out to the Murphys. Definitely, definitely. I appreciate y'all having me, though. Take care, All man. Right. Enjoy the ride. Nice life, baby. Thank you. Yes, sir. Damn, sir.